Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade. Happy Tuesday, happy day after Memorial Day, happy day after you braved the local pool, perhaps, in mm. your in your town. I did not, Mary Payne did. We're here to uh, talk a little bit about that. And then, of course, get on to the main conversation at hand, which is 90 Day Fiance, Season 9, Episode 7. It's called, It's Me or the Bikini. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? I think it's the bikini for me, rather than... You will get it done. I would choose the bikini over Muhammad at this point because he is actually full tilt creeping me out. I've been on the ride. I've gone on the full arc of really liking him and finding him soothing and Mm. calm to now Mm. just being absolutely terrified every time he speaks. Yeah, I got a lot of good screenshots of him this week saying things like, they want to show me their boobs. They're stupid. They're stupid. Yeah. He was like, they don't know how stupid they look. I was like, uh-oh. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yeah. I watched Pillow Talk and Kenny and Armando were like, oh, don't say that. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> don't say that. Oh, Muhammad. Oh, no, no. Uh-uh. We can't be but calling all- people stupid now. But also on Pillow Talk, when she turned around, everybody in Pillow Talk's like, oh, okay, yeah. She should have put on me. Yes, okay. <laughs> all right. It was just a bad outfit choice. It wasn't necessarily like modest or immodest. It was just like... Stacy and Darcy level of tacky. You know yeah, what I, I mean? I don't think she realized you could see through it like that. I, don't think I so. really don't. I think that that's why she was like, what do you mean? The dress is fine. Like it was just sort of like a tube dress and she's got a great body and why not? And even if you don't have a great body, do it. I, who cares? Right. But, but I don't think she realized it was completely see-through. He was like, I could see your underwear right there. <laughs> right. Longer jacket. Okay. Oh my God. Oh, I don't think she realized it either, but now she does. And so does the whole country. Now the whole world is seeing her thong. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Oh God. So we have to talk about 90 Day, you guys. It wasn't a great episode, but Mm -hmm. I mean, stuff to talk about. I was pissed because we didn't have our true love story of Patrick and John. Mm, I know. Um, which I really need every week. I've I've grown accustomed to seeing them now that they've been introduced, even though they were introduced late on the show. Mm-hmm. Patrick, Tice, and John, the thruple, minus Tice, really just the couple, Patrick and John, Jatrick yeah. need. Yeah, they weren't here. Jatrick was not here to lift my spirits. And so we had to deal with the old standbys. And by that I mean, you know, Benny and Ari. Bilal, and this fucking gondola, and Shida. Emily and Kobe are back, so we get to talk about them. But anyway, we have a lot to get into. Before that, got to announce it every single week until it comes, June 11th, Bunky Meetup in Chicago. It's going to be on the north side of downtown, so Chicago North. It's at Rock Bottom Brewery, 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. on June 11th. That's a Saturday evening 
early enough in the evening to get yourself there, get yourself back, get yourself a hotel. We'll be staying downtown. Um, Yeah. We have, I think, 30 of the 40 tickets sold so far. Yes, we do. Okay. And we are getting swag made, we said, for the first 30 people, but we do have 10 more spots open. If you guys want to come, the link is below, or it's also on the Pink Shade Facebook group page. Follow us at Pink Shade Pod on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's there too. And we'd love to see you guys. It's just super fun getting to see all of our bunkies, you know, who can come out to any of these things that we've done and just make new friends, make new friends, but keep the old <laughs> and do like a little grown up Girl Scout meeting is what it is. That's right. It's really <laughs> it's fun. A grown woman Girl Scout troop meeting. It's really troop fun. Troop 94. <laughs> and let's be honest, Erin and I just like to escape our homes. We do. <laughs> and write it off as a business expense. So join us as we do that. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening here. For real, for real. This is, these are the conversations we have. We're like, where could we go? And then also call it a business trip. Yeah. Okay, let's go here. Oh, it'd be fun to go there. Okay, maybe some monkeys live there. Yeah, so this time it's Chicago. <clears throat> Chicago yeah. in the warm months. I mean, June, what a great time to be there. Rain or shine, doesn't matter. We're going to have an indoor space. But hopefully we, we're going to get to just see a bunch of you. It's a great space. We're super excited. Mealy, uh, Mila Bunky. Mealy. Bunky Mila, our <laughs> personal chef, a.k.a. OG Bunky from way, way back, is is going to be there. And she has been instrumental in helping us plan this whole thing. We just can't thank her enough for all the trouble she's gone to. And um, yeah, a bunch of other people who, OGs that we we know from way back, new listeners are coming. We're super excited. So come Come on out. Come alone. Come alone. People can tell you, if you go to the um, Facebook group, people can tell you they came to the one in Arlington and in Wisconsin and were alone and just Mm -hmm. like showed up and met some friends. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Do you know how much of a Dateline episode we sound like when we're like, come alone, come alone. You'll meet people you like. They'll drive you home. Come, Just come by yourself. It's fine. No, seriously, though, it's not creepy. No one's going to kill you. Everyone there is well-versed in how not to get murdered. But if they do, it's not our fault. (laughs) Disclaimer. Disclaimer. We don't want to be held liable for that. Come on, Erin. Don't get specific. That's true. No. And and you guys, thank you for supporting us as always on Patreon and listening here. Thanks for leaving us good ratings and reviews and listening here, telling a friend, sharing the episodes with people. We are super thrilled. We've been growing and we've been getting a lot of new listeners and we, you know, welcome. If you're here, if you're here and you're wondering why we call people bunkies, just uh, call back to season one of, of Love After Lockup. We feel like we have to explain this every once in a while because we do get get a lot of new listeners coming in who are like, what the hell is happening with the Bunky slang? Mm -hmm. Even our Bunky meetup. It's called a Bunky meetup. It's because of season one on Love After Lockup where Brittany and her old cellmate Sasha, not Amber, is it? Or who is it that is like her girlfriend who she had from prison? But Sasha, her original cellmate. Friend, not girlfriend. Her friend, her bestie, the one who she did her time with. They call each other Bunky, bunkmates. And that is a term of endearment for those of us who are untethered together. Therefore, we are each other's Bunkies. You're our Bunky. That's what we call our listeners. It is a well-known prison term. 
And I learned that from watching <laughs> 60 Days In, which okay, I covered over right. on Patreon with Kimberly of A Date with Dateline. They were, it was bunky all over the place. The, the the guys were saying, yeah, my bunky this. And then the girls were like, I got in with some great bunkies. And I was like, how dare you? How dare you? It's a, it's a, it's a prison term when you're, for example, stuck in COVID together. You're all bunkies. You're all together. <laughs> You're on tether together. Is, that's right. And that's what we are. Yeah. Welcome to the cell block. That's right. So anyway, on Patreon this week, we're going to be continuing our coverage of Plathville on the Andre's Rage level and above. And then on Sonia's Toaster Oven and above where we do more like one-off series or documentaries, things like that. Mary Payne, you're going to be talking to our buddy Amy Phillips of Sirius XM and of the many amazing housewives impressions Mm -hmm. and you guys are going to be covering not cover you're going to be talking about the highlights of the amber johnny depp trial the amber heard johnny depp trial yeah 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 Yeah. she's obsessed with it this week she's obsessed with it i've got some um testimony i have to catch up with this week that i missed at the beginning and i'll be doing that today while i put things on poshmark um speaking of amber heard Hashtag Amber Turd that was brought into the trial last week about the uh, social media and Amber Turd trending and all that in in court they're talking about this wow and mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's something well yesterday uh, I got to the pool and I'm there GMA Mary is there and uh, her daughter Grace and so I walk in and it's you know packed and she saved his chairs and we're in the in the section we want to be in which is sort of away from the steps where the, you get you're in the splash zone you get splashed the whole time by the kids yes so we're kind of in the yeah. teenager section which we like so we we get in our, but it's just packed right and I'd been the day before packed 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 mm-hmm. um so I go over and I right as I put my bag down she's like we're starving we're waiting on you I said okay great let's go eat so we go over, we eat, and as we're done eating, just about to go, yeah, it's just about to blow the whistle, going to be adults when we can take a little dip in the pool, walk over, <laughs> put our bag down, <laughs> spread out my towel, start to take off my cover up, and we hear, Weep. Oh, can I have no. your attention? Can I have your attention? <clears throat> Sorry to report, the pool will be closed for a code brown. Oh, no, not a code brown. No. Yes. And everybody is sitting there eating. Now, I, you know, I if you start to mention something like a code brown or vomit or anything while I'm eating, that's it. Well, now I've lost 10 pounds because now I can't eat. So I literally was like, well, I'm done. Wilson in the back of the family van. This is happens at our dinner table all the time. We'll be eating and Dave will say something like, yeah, I took the dogs out this morning. They both. And I was like. Well, now I'm done eating. So thanks. I didn't need to hear uh, about the dog poop while I'm eating. Thank you. Yeah. So I just I just can't. So I was like, well, I'm done eating, I guess. And then they said, so because of the uh, fecal matter in the pool, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> said the pool will be closed for three hours while we have to shock the water, blah, blah, blah. Now, I have not even like sat in my chair yet. I've only spread out my towels. I'm like, okay, great. Some shitty diaper ruined the entire Memorial Day pool experience for everyone. Sucks. I'm telling you that a couple of years ago, like maybe three or four years ago, they changed the rule from letting kids in, you know, swimmy diapers and plastic pinks or whatever, you know, had to stay in the baby pool and couldn't go in the big pool. Yeah. They changed it so that if they wear, you know, the swimmy diaper plus a plastic pant plus their bathing suit, three layers, then they could go in the pool with an adult. No. Every summer this happens. I mean, no lie. Every other week there's a code brown. It's usually the one day I get to go to the pool. So, 
I we've we've lived through a code brown before too and i'm like who is staying until the end until the three hours is over and then hopping your ass right back in that pool like who's hopping back in it was so hot right so i was like well okay well it's fine so i you know got my sunscreen sunscreen on laid there for a while talked with mary her husband came for a bit dave came out of the gym you know it was all great everybody's fine it's really hot though so at one point three hours I couldn't, I knew I wasn't going to be able to sit there three hours. Uh-uh. I was just trying to see yeah. how long I could sit there. And then I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go into the locker room and get into the cold shower. So I did. I wasn't <laughs> the only one that had this idea, by the way. Lots of people did it. Everyone's there in their miracle suit. Yes. Standing in the cold water. Yes. Right. So I went in, got under the cold shower, came back. <laughs> I was good for another hour. I was like, look at me. It's just like being in the pool. So sat there, sat there, sat there. Then they come on an hour later. Mary and I are still sitting there. Her daughter had left. And literally, it was like you had dropped a a brown bomb in the middle. Like, people had scattered. Like, yeah. Um, It's like fucking Caddyshack. Yeah. Yes. People had scattered. So, Mary and I are still sitting there. And we're chatting. Oh, we should go. Whatever. And then we have attention, please. Uh, Due to the amount of fecal matter, the pool will be closed for the rest of the day. Stop it. The amount of fecal matter. They actually announce that because normally they keep that on the DL. No, the they want pay. to sh- they want to shame you. So oh then my God. Grace uh, tells Mary later that when she was leaving, she saw a lifeguard talking to another lifeguard, like putting their hands out like a um like a measuring, like like it was what? this big. <laughs> yes. And I was like, well, that's it. So now I don't eat dinner because now I'm sick. So I hope everyone's happy that now I'm going to be, I, literally last time I was so nauseous, I was like, I couldn't. You know what had, this means? This means it was an adult poop. They had a, they, they had a girl in the pool. So uh-uh. another, a, a lifeguard was on the side, like with the, you know, the stick with the basket. And then a girl was in the pool, you know, in her lifeguard suit, plastic gloves. Uh-uh. And no. they were pointing. And this was after they got the initial one out. <laughs> I know. It's disgusting. (laughs) So I have been gleefully awaiting all day the mean email that's going to come out from the general manager. (laughs) I love the the emails that that Mary Payne's family gets from the general manager of the pool and the golf club are the best. They're almost as good as the emails that we used to get from our head nun principal. Yes. During COVID. Yes. She was like, do you need to go meet up for that Green Bay Packers game? No. Uh uh-uh, uh, you don't. Are you trying to get get everyone to die? Yeah, you are. So stop it. Stop it, everyone. We used to get yelled at by the nun during COVID all the time, and I loved these emails. I loved you get them too. These, you mm. get these ones from the club that are so funny. It's like we're not going to name any names, but here they are. Here are the people who let their children jump on ketchup packets <laughs> yes. and not clean them up. Here are the children that were. Here are the parents that from the bar were pointing to their children how to illegally open the baby gate to go to the baby pool instead of getting up to help their child. Um, oh, when I tell you, I, can't I looked at Mary, I said, the only thing good's going to come out of this is the mean email that we're going to get. And she was like, you're oh, so I can't right. Wait. You're so right. Okay. You're going to be reading that on Patreon. I, I hope can't you're wait. prepared. Oh my God. I cannot can't. wait. I'd, well, happy Memorial Day to you. I mean, it sounds like a great one. You got a human adult-sized turd in the pool. Mm-hmm. You know, you're living the Johnny Depp dream, apparently, except poolside. You know, just having human fecal matter float around you, just approach you, no matter where you are, unsuspecting. 
When I tell you they were, so the lifeguards were all walking around the edges of the pool, like dumping in various chemicals and things. Ugh. And I was like, yeah, this is a big undertaking. And then at one point I go, do you think they would just let us hang our feet over the side? I'm so hot. Mary goes, do you want to hang your feet over the side? <laughs> I was like, I'm so hot. And then I got home and it took me out. You know, if you, when you get that hot, like I was like, I came home, immediately got into like a cold shower and took a shower and got out and like laid on my bed nude under the fan. And then I was like, I, I'm so, I told Dave, I was like, I don't know when I'm going to recover from being that hot. <laughs> He's like, you did it to yourself. You're like a furnace. You're heated from within. The furnace yeah. is within when you do that, when you lay out too long and you're, yeah. I can feel the heat like coming off my anyway. face. Yeah. I was yeah. like, uh-uh. You guys, uh, I'm not made for well, this life. I'm not made for this life. But anyway, I'll keep you posted on the mean email that it'll be coming out soon. <laughs> the code brown. Code uh, brown. We didn't, we didn't get to the pool. We had a refusal within the household to go and not naming any names, but it was the uh, the person under, in, under middle age who didn't want to go. So I was like, okay, fine. We're only going because of the child. And now the child doesn't want to go. What does that mean? What do these tween years mean? I don't understand. Are we supposed to do kid stuff? we supposed to do stuff without her we supposed to send her there by herself like uh, the tween years are really freaking me out guys i don't know what to do summer is beginning in one week thank god i'll save most of this for patreon summer's beginning in one week i know thank god on one hand but on the other hand like what the hell are we gonna do you know we're beyond the years of like signing up for like activity camps and things Mm. like that i mean Mm -hmm. we have a couple things going on of course a couple camps through the summer but it's not like every day like we're gonna do this and crafts and blah 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 it's sort of like uh yeah uh, (laughs) what happens now what happens now do i drop you off at the mall do you stay there all day? Do people do that still? Am I just thinking of what people did 25 years ago? I don't know. I don't know what happens. Do I drop you off at the pool until there's a code brown? Mm. Uh, you could drop them off at the pool probably at age 12, right? That's what yeah. our pool does. So yeah, you can yeah. do that. And they don't they don't want to go to the pool with their mom. No, exactly. So, unless you're also taking a friend and then also don't look at me, don't talk to me. You're only good for money so I can buy things. <laughs> I'm also no. I also got this massive bruise too. So I was going to show up in like a full like collared uh, mama plath shirt with like sleeves down to my wrist. So yeah, mm-hmm. maybe she didn't want to go with me because of that too. It could have been anyway, that. It could have been that. Yeah, it could have been that. She's like, I'm not going with you, elephant man. Okay. So embarrassing. Oh my God. Uh, anyway, well, let's go on. To, let's talk about swimwear. It's Me or the Bikini is the name of this episode. Once again, it's season nine, episode seven. We see a couple of things happening this week. We have Kara and Guillermo um, creating and destroying balloons and also a side character who shows up who provides the only entertainment, but is also just like a total tool bag, which is Chris, her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done yeah, some yeah, yeah. Instagram investigation on Chris. Well, on one of our, Chris. yeah, one of our bunkies, um, found him for me because I was like, I got I got to find this guy. And she did. Now he has like 800 Instagram (laughs) followers and he had put um, a screen, like he took a picture of his television, didn't crop it or anything. It was just like a picture of the television. And then he wrote across the bottom of it, 90 days of fiance um, underneath. (laughs) So great promo for the show to your 800 followers, rapper Chris. Um. Ninety days of fiance should be what this damn thing is called. It's uh, it was like lots of pictures of him, March. him with like a lot of money and a lot of uh, pot smoking. 
<laughs> so he's just real badass up there in Charlottesville. Yeah. Oh God, he's real badass wearing his like pickup trash on the side of the road vest. I didn't get what it. What was that? I didn't I was get like, it. Do you, you have some community service to do after this. Why are you wearing that? What's happening? I was wondering. Did I was like, it? did he come right from his roadside service? <laughs> right from adopt a highway? Yeah. What happened? Anyway, we get them and weirdo Chris. We have Miona giving Jabri an ultimatum fake. We have then Eve and Muhammad going out with the squad. Hashtag the squad. The squad's never going to happen. Quit trying to make the squad happen, Eve. They're not going to happen. I'm glad you said that because Mm-mm. when she said, I just want him to meet my squad. I was like, girl, uh, you are 50 years old. Stop saying squad. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's going to be a code brown at that table. Um. <laughs> Emily then gives Kobe a hard time with almost everything. And then we have Shida and Bilal taking this weird ass gondola ride down a sewage system. I don't even know what this was. Okay. So we have, we have, we have some things to talk about. Then we have Benny and Ari. We're going to start with Benny and Ari. All right, here we go. First of all, baby Avi is the best thing about all of these scenes. Once again, he is getting so big. He is like a little person. I mean, I know babies are little people right away, but he is like, so he's like, hamming it up he's had a camera in his face since he came out of the hoo-ha you know yeah. what i mean like yeah, this kid's yeah. been on tv since the jump we saw his circumcision we oh, saw okay. his yeah, yeah just just saying yeah we did we've, you're right we've been with him for a long time and he is so cute anyway so but it you know the fun times don't last for long we get a couple shots of avi being like and then we're like back to reality so Benny facetimes with his sisters mimi and wish and they are still just as pissed off as they were um the moment that ari and biddy left because again ari did not let them even kiss avi goodbye which was so horrific i agree I, I am, I'm not going to get over that. No matter what he has done, what they have done, that was awful. So they're yeah. just sitting there like, mm-hmm. why did it take you so long to call? I'm like, has it been like even 24 hours or 48? Like, what has it been? <clears throat> well, they, uh, they've already been to New York and back, right? Yeah, but no, it's only been to- like a day or two. Well, do they live together? Are they always together? Why are they always together like Siamese twins? They're Maybe always at the shoulder like – Doing, the, I mean, you know, it's like they're always together. And when they came on the screen, he's like, "Hello, how are you?" He becomes like a little boy. He's like, "Don't be mad at me," because um, they he, look at him like, "Hmm, hmm." Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I'm glad he, he's away from them. Honestly, I, yeah. I know, I know. But now he's got a new mom, Janice. I like. Janice. Is it Janice? I like Janet. Janice too. But Janet. is it Janet? I don't know. Damn it, Janet. We damn it, Janet. Damn it, Janice. I I like her too. I do. Ari's mom, mother Ari. I'm here for her, and I'm also here for the fact that she is like, hey, why doesn't Ari work? Why doesn't Ari get a job? Ari's the one who can work. She can legally make money. How about Ari do something? I'm like, thank you, mother Ari. Yes, thank yes. you for bringing up the obvious. Anyway, he's like, I just want a good relationship with my sisters and Ari, but I can't be the only one who wants it. I'm like, you know what, victim? No. You're the one who set all of this up for disaster from the very beginning, just talking out of one side of your mouth to each of them and yeah, whatever. He just doesn't I, have any life skills. He just he, was ra- he was just raised by his brothers and sisters and was always treated is the baby, was treated like the baby. Uh, it just he doesn't have any life skills. It's no one's fault. It's just what happened to him. 
But well, excuse us though. He does mm. play the butt bongos as Sorry. we have discussed, which that's, is a life skill. That's a life skill that I don't possess for sure. <laughs> for sure. I feel like we could acquire it if we just practice, but you know, what? next time I see you, I want you to do a handstand. <laughs> Can you? Okay. Already the, the plan has fallen apart already with, with instruction one. I want you to do a handstand. Okay. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. Cancel, abort, abort. Okay. So Benny is, he is like, oh God, I have to now meet Ari's entire family. So he knows mom and dad. They've come out to visit Ethiopia. He knows them, you know, but he doesn't know the sister. Is it a sister and brothers? Or it's, yeah, it's two brothers and two sisters. I don't know, whatever. There's siblings involved and they all come to dinner. And the main sister is the one who's been involved the most since the beginning of the one with the glasses. And she's the one who's been advising Ari and like, you know, she kind of has taken stupid sister under her wing. You can tell. She reminds me so much of Emily's sister without the bangs. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're like, this is, this is dumb sister. So we all treat her as such. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm the one with my life together. So. Yes. She, they all go to dinner. It's, it's like awkward silence after awkward silence, or it's like crazy editing. Editing. And it is, I know it's a lot of editing because you know, they're just eating and stuff too. They never show anyone eating. They're just always like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and there's food there and there. then there's not, and there's food and there's different courses. And I'm like, this is editing to make it look more awkward than it was, especially because <laughs> Benny already knows the parents. You know what I mean? He, he knows three people at the table. I know. know. I know. But he is concerned because Ari is, she, her sister's the one she confided in when Benny was in Ethiopia and Ari had Avi in Princeton for his surgery, for his hernia mm-hmm. surgery as a baby. That's yep. why she brought him back. And she couldn't find Benny and he was like out all the time. So sister Ari confronts him at dinner because this is her job. Right. She I says, know. Yeah. So what really happened when, you know, they were over here and you were back in Ethiopia and I just heard Ari crying through the wall. There was a lot of talk of crying through the wall. I was like, what kind of house is this? Or how loud was she crying? Yeah. Also, like, walk around, open the door, and walk in. Like, what are you doing with a glass up to the door? You're her sister. Walk around. <laughs> Ask her what's what's up. Why are you crying? So anyway, she's like, I heard a lot of crying through the wall. And, you know, it's just a lot of really hard times. And he's like, well, you know, I just uh, – and he gives this explanation that is pretty much, like – Walking the entire way around the subject of cheating without ever saying it. He pulled a little. You know what I mean? He, he did. Mm-hmm. He pulled a little. Lasalle's is Temptation Island. He just talked in a circle until we got tired and then interrupted him and said nothing. <laughs> you know, Binyam was very uh, lonely during that time, and Binyam had to go out to the club. And Binyam sometimes was trying to hide his feelings in the bottle and the other with the other women and. Uh, Binyam is back now and Binyam would like to do the right thing and Binyam would like to be an MMA fighter. And the sister's like, okay, well, it sounds like you're explaining things without really explaining them. Mm -hmm. And then they just sort of like brush past that. And Ari's father, he says in a talking head, we have our concerns about their sustainability together. (laughs) And I'm like, he's such a dad. He's such a dad. He's like, let me pull my pants up. And I got to talk to you about your financial stability, young lady. His pants are pulled up so high. He is like the male version of, I can kick, I can stretch, I'm 50. 
I'm like, get those pants up around your chin and just make it a bib. Make it a full bib. I love them. They are they, they are some of the best parents we've ever had on this show because they are just so typical, like, well, they are not fiscally responsible and taxes are due soon. And yeah. uh, did you get that uh, to 99? You're going to need to look into a 401k, son. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love anyway. Them. What was that joke about? Was that on a sitcom or something? And some girl came home. She's like, I'm going to be making $410,000. And that's like, that's your 401k form. It's <laughs> 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 like, my salary is going to be amazing. Oh, God. So then Mama Ari says, yeah, uh, Ari needs to get a job because he's not working and can't work for a while. And so she mentions this at the table. Of course, again, they're given their marching orders. They have to ask about work. It's what everyone does on 90 Day Classic. And so he's like, yeah, I would like to be an MMA fighter. That's 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 what I would like to do. And Ari tells us in an interview, they don't make that much money. And the money they do make goes right back into maybe the fees for the next fight or whatever. Right. You know, it's a whole thing. It's, like yeah. pa- it's like a whole pageant thing. You know, you never ah. really win any money in a pageant that you can then go spend on other things. It goes right back into pageant coaching, equipment, the fees for the next one. I didn't know that you were so well-versed on pageants, Erin. This is new information. (laughs) Girl, I grew up like fundamentalist, not dead. Okay, so (laughs) I had some friends who were in pageants. They were like, it does look a lot of money. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't sound fun. So anyway, this is not the worst thing, the fact that he brings up the MMA fighting. The worst thing is that He says to them after they discuss how MMA is maybe not the best career path, Mm -hmm. he's like, well, you know, if things go wrong with Ari, I can still, she can still sign for my green card. That's what my sisters tell me. And I'm like, oh my God. That conversation with the sisters, when they were like, look, even if she doesn't like you or she doesn't want to keep you. Keep you? She could still keep you there and sign for your, I was like, no, no, they're going to have to be married. Mm-hmm. He's there on a marriage visa. She can't just say, I don't want to keep you, but here's your green card. It doesn't work that way. And maybe that's not how they explained it and it was edited. But for no, him to say- It explained to- a lot like the Lucy, Lucy, apple juicy, Dorit taking the dog back to the shelter. <laughs> Allegedly. Okay. It was it was explained like that. Like if she wants to keep you, you know, and you're not microchipped, you can, you can stay there and you can get a green card. I'm like, yeah, keep you. What? And also, no, you can't. He's there on a fiance visa. So I know. It's for and then he said it to the family, like, and even if Ari she decides she doesn't like me, basically we could get married and get divorced and she signed for me and I could get a green card. I was like, Ay. Uh-huh. <laughs> that wasn't the good. Law, <laughs> the law and order transitional bon bon needs to yeah. come in at that moment. Totally. The whole family's like, well, what? seriously all right let's move on to this disaster fucking disaster couple Bilal and Shida oh god they are going on what is supposed to be a romantic gondola ride at night Mm -hmm. I am like what kind of contraption what kind of contraption did they just unhitch from it it looks like something that was hitched to the side of uh like a canal like a dirty canal the kids could go play in and pretend they were in a gondola and they just like ripped it off and shoved it down the old drainage ditch did you see the post about this no okay maybe i saw it on the reddit okay basically the person that wrote it said 
I live in Kansas City. Is that where they are? I yeah, live there. I don't know if they were in Kansas City at this moment or outside of it, but area. Okay. Um, I live there. This is a, this used to be a thing where they had the, where you could go. It's basically, you know, a, a sewage canal. Basically, it's not you know anything you could swim in. That's what it looked like. And um, this has been out of order for at least five six years. They have not run these things. They're what? basically there as statues to like look at like artwork as you go by, as if it's like Italy That's or whatever. That's what it fucking looked like. But so they said, so they must have been so desperate for something to do that they had the town and then they had some fake gondola driver actually take one of these things at, you know, out of its docking spot and then make a loop around the canal. So it was exact. I thought when you were saying this, that you knew that, but somebody was like, I live in this town. These things have not worked for five or six years. I cannot believe that they got in this thing and went down the sewage canal with a person pushing them as if it was romantic. Yeah, It's the equivalent of, of like wrestling off one of those stationary rocking horses in front of a outlet mall or something and then like taking it for a ride. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, what the Exactly. Exactly. Go somewhere. This is a stationary, weird, cheesy thing. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't. That's crazy. Okay. So, well, I I thought it was a sewage creek. I was like, where are the fish going to come up and sing to them? You know, the fish with like three eyes though, because it's like (laughs) a fucking toxic waste dump. Like a big old catfish with like an extra arm growing out of its side. And do you you think she literally didn't know and was like, oh, look at this. It's so pretty. It's like Italy or something. Like, wow, it's like Venice. Oh, it's so cool. Do you think she really was saying that? And he's like, well, today's your day. And she's like, what? How romantic. Do you think that was true? I think in a darker sense, kind of like we've been talking about this whole season, she is starting to learn that he needs to be worshipped. And so anything he does, whether it's fake or not, she has to be like, oh, Bilal, oh, Bilal, oh, because he wants her on her knees, hands clasped. I will say it again. He, she has to thank him profusely for just, you know, her being able to exist in his presence. So something Ooh. like this, of course, she has to be like, oh, Bilal, you're just perfect. I have a spoiler. What? Okay, fast forward. Somebody posted a picture of the two of them at their local pool this weekend. I saw that as well. So, hmm. well, we know with 90 Day Classic, they all pretty much stick around, Mm -hmm. you know. Or they're already married or something like that. Yeah. God, I feel like there's a lot of that going on this season. I mean, it could be going on with at least half the couples. Yep. Anyway, so they go on this stupid ass gondola ride that they ripped off at the side of a concrete slab. I don't know. Anyway, they're floating down the the garbage barge sewage drainage ditch, and Sh- Shite is like, "I just, I just really feel like I found the right person. You're just the perfect person for me." And he goes, "Yeah, that's good to know. Good to know." Uh, <laughs> that's your response, mm-hmm. you fucking monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both like, I never, you know, he's like, I just thought maybe marriage was not for me. And she's like, yeah, I'd really accepted like maybe I would never get married. I would never be a mother. And that's what God wanted for me. And I had accepted it. But then I found you and they're having kind of a nice conversation. But he's not saying like, wow, I really never thought anybody would be able to love me again. I'm so lucky that I found you. Like you're right. so amazing. Nothing like that. Mm-mm. Nothing Mm-mm. like that. He says, Mm-mm. going through a divorce, I was... I was left brokenhearted. You know, the feeling of not being wanted. 
I'm like, okay, yeah, I do know that feeling and that sucks. However, you need to be on your knees every day grateful that this beautiful woman, this classy, beautiful, kind woman who shares so many of your values is putting up with your weird serial killer ass. And she's super flexible. Yeah. And she's super flexible <laughs> physically. Okay. So then she, um, she again confesses in the preview for next week. She's like, I want to have kids with him. We got to talk about kids. I'm like, this is never leaving. This isn't one of those things where it's like, I want this house. You don't want this house. Then the house falls through and you can't talk about it again. No, the kid thing is never going to go away. She well, mentions it this week and he's just like, yeah, I mean, I just, just think we need to get to know each other better. We need a couple of years. She's like, I'm 37. You know? I know. He's like, we've only been in, together in person for seven days. It's like, okay, well, who's, whose idea was that? Mm-hmm. Both of you are in this of your own volition. Nobody threw you into this. Sh- she told him apparently beforehand that she'd be okay not having kids initially. So oh. there was that confession. Oh. And then said, but really, no, I do want kids now that I found the right person. So I mm. guess there is a little bit more backstory to that. Anyway, we're area. moving on okay. from them because like, fuck that. I just can't with Bilal. We got to talk about Kara and Guillermo. Okay. They're in Charlottesville, Virginia, heading to a 10 year high school reunion where everyone's still a loser, especially <laughs> Kara's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> What is the point of a 10-year high school reunion? Bunky's out there. Have you been to your 10-year high school reunion? I did not go. I went to my 15-year, and it was almost just as depressing, except a few people had gotten divorced by then, so there were some interesting things to talk about. But 10-year is sort of like, everyone's just like, fucking wreck. (laughs) I think we went to our, I went to my, it would be 30 year when I was 48. Would that be right? Would that be right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that would be mine next year. Hey y'all, it's Mary Payne here. I want to remind you about our Chicago Bunky meetup. It's going to be June 11th at the Rock Bottom Brewery, which is in the north side of Chicago, on the north side of Chicago, rather. And we'd love for you to join us. Uh, You can RSVP to the Eventbrite link that appears here or in show notes of any of the episodes. You can also find it on Instagram or Facebook, maybe Twitter. I'm not sure. Definitely not TikTok. But make sure to RSVP, guys, because there's 40 slots in the first 30 are going to get the swag bags. That's how many swag bags we told our girl to make. So we want to make sure you get those. So go ahead and RSVP now. And remember, if you're on Patreon, you do get a discount. You'll have to go over to Patreon and find out what it is. But go ahead and RSVP, June 11th, Chicago Bunky Meetup. Thanks. like a clown. It's my kind of town. my 30-year high school reunion next year. No one will plan it. We had the best time. We had the best time. Me and my friend, John Raines, we made up, uh, he and I decided that we're going to be the committee and we are going to make up awards for people. And um, some of them were nice and some of them weren't. And we just thought we were hilarious. 
Oh my God, I can um, so, I would love to go to a reunion sponsored by Dr. Baby Girl Mary Payne. Can you run mine, please? Because none of us losers are going to do it. No, I didn't want to have anything to do with like booking a venue or like seeing oh. if it's like open, but I don't want to do any of that. I just want mm-hmm. to, someone to plan it. I want to come to town and then I want to get together with John Rains and sit in um, a lunch and make make funny awards for people. That's what I want to do. <laughs> we came up with like youngest grandmother. Um, <laughs> youngest grandmother. Largest amount of children. Um, <laughs> he had this one that he did for our friend that's like- Doing a, better than we thought. Yeah. We had one guy that is a doctor now and you wouldn't have thought that from high school and is like on his second trophy wife and he's- Got a couple of gold chains going on. Oh, and God. John Reigns was like, I'm going to give him the Mr. T starter kit award. <laughs> oh, God. He, to this day, he's mad about it. That guy. <laughs> Five years later, <laughs> still mad about it. Unexpected success story. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Those awards sound amazing. We should have some Bunky Awards. No, we would never be. We would never do that to our Bunky No, they could only be nice. Our Bunky they Awards could only, could only be, be nice. nice. Yeah. Exactly. But not High School Reunion. I got to tell you, they tried to do like a 25-year High School Reunion, and it was like one of those shitty things on Facebook where they formed a group, and it just became like a total nightmare. <laughs> the, girl, <laughs> the girl running it from our class was sort of like – she had taken over for a while doing some like other Facebook group where it was like memories of Palmyra. I graduated from Palmyra high school, Pennsylvania next to Hershey near the Harrisburg area. So they were planning something in Palmyra land of sinkholes, by the way, we're like sinkholes open up and swallow whole houses. There's a bowling alley slash bar literally called the sinkhole in Palmyra. And this was the venue Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. They were choosing to have this thing. They were okay, like, that's okay, fun. let's do like a meetup. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know what? I can, I'll fly in for it. Like, well, I had to contact at least five other people and be like, are you going? Are you going? Are you going? Oh, so for sure. But it all fucking fell apart at the last minute anyway, because <laughs> they could not figure out how to put, much like us, I yeah. actually felt her pain because it was much like us. They did not know how to put up a survey that worked. It was like, <laughs> the options, there were way too many options and they were all written like really poorly. <laughs> it was like, I can go to the sinkhole, but not coming to the sinkhole by the time it starts. I will come to the sinkhole at seven, but only stay till eight. I cannot go to the sinkhole. I prefer not to go to the sinkhole at all. These were the options. The options were so specific. There were like 25. It's like, yes or no. Are you coming was- or not? Every single one had the name The Sinkhole in it. I was crying by the end of it. I was like, if this one survey of 25 ridiculous questions does not showcase the level of my high school graduating class, nothing does. Like this one screenshot. Yeah, the whole thing fell apart. Everyone's like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, Charlene. Okay. Charlene. Charlene quit. Charlene then quit. And on her way out, 
She goes, you know what? Nobody wants to do this for free. Nobody wants to like organize this thing at the sinkhole that isn't even going to work out because nobody wants to come to the sinkhole from 7 to 8.30 p.m. at the sinkhole, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my God, with the sinkhole. So Nobody wants to do this for free. (laughs) Nobody wants to do this for free. Nobody wants to like organize this. She goes, here's just a couple of examples of what people have been saying to me. And then she posted the insults that people had been DMing her. Like, you're too stupid to live. I love Charlene. Why is the the dumbest person in the class planning this party? Look at the... No, I swear. She published them. Good for her. In a post. I was like, oh my God. It was entertaining. So I didn't have my high school reunion, but let me say just that Facebook group was yeah. all I needed. That's yeah, all that I needed enough. for my 25 year. It provided me at least a month's worth of entertainment. And I was like, we are all collectively a fucking disaster and let's just own it. Okay. It just Thanks, prov- Charlene. It, it provides for us trying. five minutes of entertainment just now. <laughs> Charlene, we salute you. Okay. So Kara is at her 10 year high school reunion and she is trying to get this balloon installation going because remember, that's her current hustle. Mm-hmm. Those are apparently pretty lucrative. Like I those are so. expensive. Yeah, they are. So people are like, oh, this is a crazy business. I'm like, you said just in your neighborhood. I mean, people were doing that like crazy through COVID. Those Ingrid's neighborhood. Parties. Ingrid's neighborhood. Oh, Ingrid's neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. We don't care over here, but Ingrid's neighborhood, they love each other. <laughs> we blow up one balloon and tape it to the mailbox, double-sided scotch. Not even. Blows away. It litters the environment. Anyway, it's not, so- not a sustainable business. not good for the environment, Kara, but that's okay. You do you, girl. I know. I know. Maybe some flowers, the flower business. That's really expensive, mm. though. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, she is getting her balloon installation ready. Apparently, their colors are green and white, maybe and gold. Go pack. Mm-hmm. And Guillermo is there just with a balloon inflating machine. She's got two of them. And he is being um, berated because he does not know how to blow it up to the right size. He's blowing up um, pearlesque white balloons. Nope. Got to throw that one away. We just need white. And I kind of get both sides of this. One, I get the fact that she's taken her son to work. And so (laughs) it's, yeah, it's rough. Yeah. It's rough when you take the kid to work and they're trying to help you and it's more trouble than it's worth. You'd rather just be doing it on your own because it's yes. actually taking more time. And then when he starts to go in on, I think you should put one color up here and then one color here. And she's like, okay, thank you for your input. Can you please keep blowing up balloons? Like it's the whole thing's been mapped out already. She's but, just installing it. And yeah. So he and she, needs to just shut up. I know, but she's being bitchy. She's being totally. And you know, I love her. I love her. I love both of them. I love both of them. I really do. But she's being bitchy. She is. She is. And especially in the end, we'll talk about when she just crushes his dreams of the star mm. balloon. Mm. Three kids. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Kara. Like, damn. So, but in between this, okay, they do the installation. They go back. They get ready. They come back to the reunion. It's like awful. The way she treats him is the way Bilal treated Shida at the mosque. And it's not okay. And we're not here for it. We have to call her out just as badly as we called Bilal out for for letting Shida just stand there awkwardly. Because it, But she's even worse. She starts talking to her high school boyfriend, Chris Cross. Jump, jump. <laughs> the Mac Daddy gonna make you jump, jump, jump. jump. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the fact that he did not have all of his clothes on backwards, including his trash picking up vest. I'm like, you are such a dorky throwback. This guy want to be a rapper. 
when Who she said he's a rapper now, so he dresses like a rapper. Uh-huh. I was like, somebody pointed out in the Facebook group that that maybe was offensive, and somebody else said, no, she's literally pointing out that he like went to Party Depot and got the rapper outfit and put it on. That's what he looks like. <laughs> That's what he looks like. His little hat is perched atop his ponytail with his scrunchie. I'm like, oh my God. He is something else, man. He is something else. Uh, I did post in the Pink Shade Facebook group, the the bunkie that helped me find him. And then I just posted some gems from his Facebook. His his, his Instagram is not that much. There's just the the, the pot smoking, the, the throwing of the money, and then the 90 days of fiance. And then one picture of him with his curly hair all down, staring down the camera. And you're like, oh shit. And there's oh some of his sick God. beats are on top. Some of his sick beats are going on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if this guy screams, um, passersby commented on the scene. That's what this guy screams. He's the he's the guy who's <laughs> I know what you mean. Who's yeah. always filmed for the news story. He's always seen the crime. He always lives next to whatever has gone down. And he's like, yeah. now listen, I gotta tell you, this is the guy who's always on the news commenting. He's the yes. passerby. You're totally who's first right. on the scene. You're totally That's right. That's him. Yeah. Yep. So he then he so Guillermo is finally called over. And the way she calls him over. So Kim of Kim and Usman, Kim Bali and her son were on pillow talk this past week. They've been added to the rotation. I'm like, whatever. But her son, is it Jamal? I think Jamal. Yeah. He's pretty funny. He goes, Oh no, no. Oh no, no. The way she called him over there. No, no, no. And I thought the same thing. I was like, uh, who does that? She goes, she beckons him like with her hands, like, come on over. Come on up. Like, and it's mm-hmm. not, we all beckon people. We can all do that. You know, Mary Payne and I will be doing that to each other probably the entire Bunky meetup. Like, come, come over here, come over. It wasn't like that. It was like, now you may come. Now you may approach. I don't know, guys. It was watch it again and tell me if I'm taking it too personally. I didn't, know, I, I didn't notice was, that. I didn't know. It was that. super, ugh. It was really ick. I did notice though. Ick. Jamal and um, Kimberly, I, I don't. What's happening? They're sitting in front of a refrigerator. There's no kitchen. They're sitting. Is this? I kept looking. I was like, well, they obviously like moved stuff around because they wanted it to look aesthetically pleasing in the background, right? They so they, uh, but it's like a, they moved like a a hutch, like a china cabinet into one corner, and then there's a big white refrigerator with magnets all over it. But there's no kitchen. What's happening? I know. I know Pillow Talk has really um, bent its standards since it totally. started. Remember, yes. remember, it used to, you used to have to be in bed, and then yeah. Tarek and Dean were like yeah. one foot on the floor because they were so pissed off that they had to be in the same bed together. So yeah. they'd each have one foot on the floor and one yeah. leg on the bed, and then and then somebody would be lifting a weight, and somebody else would be doing a one arm push up. <laughs> yeah, because they wanted to make sure we knew that they're real manly, even though they were sitting in the bed together. I'm like your brothers. Nobody's concerned. Anything's going on, guys. Yeah. And then they started like letting people sit on couches. And next thing you know, you have Tom and his sister over in England sitting with like four tarps thrown on top of their couch every single week. I don't need them. They're not funny. They don't add anything. I don't need Tom and his sister who was barely on the show. I don't need Kimberly and Jamal. I just need Veronica and Tim, Kenny and Armando. Molly and Cynthia. That's who yes. I need. Oh, and Annie and David. That's who I need. 
Annie and David were on this week and they were incredible. Annie is just, she's just gold. Anyway, so she beckons him over. It's, it's, it's not good. He comes over and then it just goes from bad to worse. So the ex Chris Cross is telling him, is is she real controlling? Is she a controlling person to you? And Guillermo's like, uh, yeah, kind of sometimes. And he's like, okay, well, here's what you do. You tell her no, 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 no. Say it with me. No, no. That's the name of my new No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, uh. Set the beat. Uh, uh. Here I go. No, 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 no. That's his new song. I got to go stab some trash. Okay. So then Guillermo's like, okay, thank you, Christopher, for that. And then Guillermo's like, why did you guys break up? And which is a terrible question to ask. Because then Chris, who's been waiting until this 10-year reunion where he's on camera on the 90 Days of Fiance. Mm-hmm. he's been waiting to talk about this. He's like, okay, here's what happened. We were laid in bed. I'd come home. We were gone for a little bit from each other in college. And then I see a text on her phone like, oh, that kiss was so great. It was so good to meet you last night. And she's like, <laughs> and he's like, I never trusted a woman again. I'm like, are you 28? Get over it. So I, it's so stupid. I never trusted a woman again. And Kara's just sitting there like, oh my God. Okay. And before this- She's like, I forgot that even happened. Who cares? Get over it. Before Guillermo came over, here was another like disrespectful thing that was going on. Chris Cross was telling her, uh, remember when your mom came down and he put his hands together and he goes, and she caught us going slap, slap, slap. And he's doing some weird hand motion. And she's like, oh my God, yeah. I thought Guillermo was sitting there when he said that. No, no, that was before he was beckoned over. So, but, but when he's there, he does learn about this cheating thing. And so the next day they go to break down the balloon display and Kara's like, so how was it talking to my um, ex-boyfriend, Chris Cross? And he's like, well, (laughs) Chris Cross, I can't get over it. Well, (laughs) current reference is only on that one. Big time. Totally. Guillermo is like, uh, how many times have you cheated on a boyfriend before? And she's like, I don't know. God, like two, maybe around two. Jeez, mom. Like, why? Why do we have to talk about this? I'm just trying to pop balloons. And he's like, okay, well, and I'm kind of like, who really does care? You know, except for the fact that he is really young and she's young too. So this is not ancient history to either of them. Right. and I remember what that feels like in your 20s. Everything feels recent because it yes. is. Yeah. If I, it at is. this age, dated some guy who said that, you know, when he was 18 and 22, he cheated on a girlfriend, I'd be like, all right, well, who amongst? I mean, come on. <laughs> I'd be like, and how's she doing? Is she still with us? Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> who cares? Who cares? And this is like, I guess because they are it's both so young. For them. It, it's for re- Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and everything everything feels recent at that age. Everything feels like it just happened yesterday. So, so that's what they're talking about. But then she does say to him, okay, you know, cause he says, I just feel like maybe you talk a lot. You, you want it your way. You, you say what you want and you get it. She, he's like, but I just want someone to listen to me and I don't express myself, you know, the, the way you do, but I need to be listened to. And she goes, okay. She finally does say to him, I want, you to feel heard. And she tells the cameras, I don't want him to feel like he's being ignored. So I guess I can work on that. And so she tells him like, I will list I'll I'll work on that. You know, I hear you and I'll listen to you. And then she violently pops all of the star balloons that he says he wants to give to street kids. 
I'm like, that was, he's so sweet. He goes, oh, the ones that we're not using, let's take out to the children on the street. She was like, what? What children? Pop, 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 pop. Fuck the kids. Pop, pop, pop. It's like, damn. My God. Let Guillermo go give out stars to children because those children will be just stars in their eyes when Guillermo, sweet face Guillermo angel baby approaches them with a little star balloon. I'm going to get know. myself to Charlottesville and hope to get a balloon on the street from Guillermo. <laughs> I'm three hours away. Kid. <laughs> Seriously. He's like, bam, 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 bam. She's like, I want you to feel heard. Stab, 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 stab. Except so, on my balloon business. You can't be heard on that. Exactly. Okay. So let's take a break and then we're going to come back with, I would like a longer jacket. Okay, guys, we have to talk about Muhammad and Eve because they this week go to visit what Eve is calling the squad. And again, we we're not here to make the squad happen, but Mm -mm. it is one of the most uncomfortable scenes. And I hate that it makes me root for Muhammad even a little bit. Yeah, but it's kind of like everyone's horrible in this scenario. So let's just get into it. Everyone except Eve, even even though she gets a little bit, she's a little bit annoying too. I don't know, man. Where's Theron? He's the only one who we can really get behind here. I know. He gives us joy. He gives us joy. Dance, dance. I would do that with him. Aww. Okay. So Eve, Eve comes out in a see-through dress that is not flattering and not a great color on her. And also you can see her entire black thong through the back mm-hmm. of it. So it is, but Muhammad makes it out immediately to be like, it's inappropriate. And we have to go down this whole path of like, she's dating a Muslim man. She needs to cover up. And so she's like, I got to get a longer jacket because of Muhammad, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, my daughter would tell me, put on a longer jacket if I was wearing that shit out to dinner. Girl, and your butt saw, Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Girl, your butt's out. Girl, your That's butt's out. That's all you out. need to say. God. I, I I really honestly I think that we're going to find out at the reunion that um she didn't know that it was that see through in the back. That's she can't I, that's, have. I don't think that's she nuts. Knew. Yeah. Anyway, so Annie on Pillow Talk of David and Annie, she goes, "Thank God I don't have that problem because I love grandma underwear." <laughs> and then she goes, "And I don't like anything stuck in my anal. No, nothing." Yeah. And David goes, "Ass." And she goes, "Ass. Nothing stuck in my ass." Yeah, agree so, David and Annie agree. Agree, Annie. Fist bump through the TV screen. So I'm like, is she just kind of like fucking with him? So they have this fight about the jacket, but I think you're right. And she didn't really know that that was going on behind her. the back door. Yeah. <laughs> behind you. But he's so like, is that what you're wearing? Because I could see your underwear. And she goes, what? She goes, are you, can you put on a longer jacket? Because I think that I can see the outline of your bottom. It's not very modest. And that's what you should wear. And we was like, speak up. We can't hear you. I know. Stop smiling. Are you going to yes. kill someone? What's happening? No, no it's the property so, brother's teeth. You can't help it. Oh, it, it, it truly is. You call that immediately. And that's exactly what's going on. So she is taking him out to dinner. They get there. Group hug, boobs everywhere. Muhammad's voice goes even up another octave. He's like, I got 
I don't know what to do with all the boobies in my face. They ask him ridiculous questions, though, which then makes us have to defend him. So They're rude. Like, it's so rude. I know. They straight up start at, they don't even let him get a drink or a meal in him. Like, Mm-mm. let him have a piece of bread from the bread basket. Let him have a nacho. Like, let the man do something besides answer your r- ridiculous questions. So Very rude. Rude as hell. They're like, do you have sex before Eve? And he's like, no, he's actually answering them, which made me really sad that he like felt like he had to answer them. And they're like, well, how did you know what to do? I mean, do you watch porn? It's awful. You would never, let's just say that he wasn't Muslim. He wasn't from another country. This was just a dude that Eve was dating. Is that what they're going to ask the, uh, ask know. somebody? Like, how right. many partners have you had? How did you know what to do when you first did it? I mean, you're, I mean, how does anybody know what they do when they first do it? It doesn't matter your age. It, it's making us defend him because they were so awful. He turns awful later. But they were, they even said that they purposefully wore like their low cut outfits and everything to like shock I him. Know. And upset him. Why are you being such a dick? Because they just don't trust him? They just don't trust him? I think that this is their moment. This is the moment they're trying oh. to make the squad happen. Okay. Okay. You know, they're trying yeah. to make the squad happen. It's not happening. Yeah, it's it's basically like, do you fuck fast? You go poopy? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Memphis, but with a posse. Okay. So you're right. He then explains, well, I met her through a dating app and, you know, I reached out to her and that's how it happened. And so they have a little bit of normal conversation, but then we get Muhammad's interviews where he's like... They're sitting there judging me and all of their boobs are out and, you know, they're stupid with their boobs out. And I'm like, okay, I know it's a language barrier, but I got that screenshot too. And that will be our screenshot that we use on our ad-free version on the Mm -hmm. Patreon today. But it's like, oh God, that's going to come back to bite you calling all these women stupid because their breasts are showing. Now they did do all that shit on purpose though, just to rile them up. And the fact that Eve doesn't really stick up for him in these moments is also gross. It's below level. What he was not sticking up for him, because you should never call anyone stupid. But I, I think what he was trying to say was all they're doing is asking me these questions and judging me, but look at them. They look stupid. You know, yeah. like, yeah. And he has the right to feel that way because they were being assholes to him. But just, just don't call women stupid because they have on low cut outfits. But he knew that they were trying to um, intimidate him or make him uncomfortable or whatever. And I think he held his own. But um, also, they met on Instagram. They met on Instagram. You're right. Instagram. It, wasn't Instagram. Dating, yeah. it was the gram. I'm so not familiar. Who, am- who amongst us has not had someone like <laughs> Muhammad reach out to us and say that they are doctors without borders? The one that I got recently said, um, it was like the person's name was like James Scott. It's always two first names, yes, James Scott. And then it's underneath like physician. He lost his wife and son. That's mm-hmm. what it said. He referred he- to himself in third person. He did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he <lost his> <laughs> Somebody copied and pasted that from the spreadsheet right into the fake. Bio. Yeah. I was like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Not today. Do I look like Eve? No. Come on. Oh my God. I'm not in a bikini. Stop. Stop. I'm in a blazer. I'm in a blazer. For sure. So on the ride home then, which basically looks like they filmed this ride home because they're fighting the whole time in the car. It looks like a mad mom picked up her teenage son (laughs) from a a busted high school party. Like she's so pissed off and he's like, mom. 
So they discuss this whole bikini thing because that came up at dinner. And she says, you met me on Instagram when I was reached out to me because you saw a bikini picture of me where it was like, hashtag fitness, hashtag whatever. But yet since they've been in a relationship, she's gone to some family thing and she had a two piece and I guess pictures were online. And he was like, you have to wear one pieces now. And she's like, I never agreed to that. And he's like, but you came to my country. You know how things, you know how we lived. And she's like, but we're not in Egypt. And I never agreed to give up all of these things. And I guess that's the question here. I mean, she's already given up pork. She's only going to drink on special occasions. He doesn't want the plumber being within six feet of her, even though Mm -hmm. he's installing, you know, an ass sprayer for you. (laughs) And then he's now saying... You can't be in a bikini unless it's the one that I initially was attracted to you in. It's like, okay, I have a question for this man. He is he sleeping with an unmarried woman every single night in her home? If the answer is yes, then shut up about everything else. Well, that's another thing that people are I saying, know. spoiler alert, that they already got married. Because if they haven't, then this whole thing is so dumb and he does not actually have a leg to stand on. Do you know what I mean? He can't be like saying any of the, like, you're with a man who's fixing your toilet. It's like, she's with a man with you right now, living with her. Right. You're You're also a man. You're also an unmarried man and she's an unmarried woman or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So So that, I think that's why that's when they, when she first, when he first got there and she had the rose petals on the bed and was like, this is where the magic happens. I was like, oh, obviously they've had some sort of ceremony or if he's this strict, he would not be doing this at all. I know. Especially on camera. I know. Or they're just doing it for the show. I'm like, okay. So anyway, she says in a separate talking head, I'm not submissive. I don't think I dress slutty. I'm proud of my body. And I agree with all of I that. Agree. But I, I want to know what did they agree on beforehand? And like, what the hell is going on with this unanswered question of you guys are obviously having sex. So like, why are we talking about all these other stupid things like bikinis? Right. Anyway, I was like, you're going to sleep on your own damn couch. No, he can sleep on your couch. I saw what? that too. Eve like, takes her shit and goes to her own couch like she's in love after lockup? Yeah. Like Antoine? No. Mm, I saw that too. I was like, is she sleeping on her couch? No. No. You sleep no. in your bed that you bought and you paid for and you That's put right. together. Okay, so let's move on to ugh, Jabri and Miona. All right, guys. We're back in Rapid City and it's the... It's the big moment of Jabri and Miona wearing their matching pink plaid workman's jackets going to grandma's house. Now they look ridiculous. Yeah. Because that's what they do. This is what they do on social media every day. They're matchy matchy. They're um, selling his ripped pink pants for $28,000, apparently. I don't know if that was real. No way. Not any way in the world did anybody buy those ripped polyester TJ Maxx pants for $20,000. No way. Who in the hell would do that? Jabri, like as if he is some kind of celebrity. Celebrity, right. To buy ripped pants of a celebrity is already on, you're cracked out. But yeah. then to buy it from Jabri? Oh my yeah. God, just go dumpster diving. So <laughs> Jabri is like, oh, grandma's so cool. You're going to love her. I think she's really going to love you. And grandma is cool. Like she Agree. seems like very, very even keeled. She seems hip. She seems fun. She's mucking out horse stalls when they come. And so they make a whole show of pretending like Miona's going to try to help. And Miona's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, 
okay, here we go. I did one shovel. Am I done? It's like, kind of like Julia of Julia and Brandon. Like she's not there to throw to grain. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, I go Serbia. I go Serbia. <laughs> Fucking chickens. Yeah. So, grandma. Grandma was cool. I couldn't quite understand if grandma, yeah, whose mom she was. She's Mahala's mom. Mom. Okay. Because she speaks to that. She goes, yeah, I get that. She's not thrilled when Miona starts talking about the beach wedding. She's like, you know, it's really expensive to live in LA and have a beach wedding. And Miona's like, that's what I've been promised. I have not been promised this. I'm wearing this jacket. Look at me. I've made enough sacrifices. Yeah. So, but grandma's like, well, you have to be rich. You can't be like just, you know, going there with nothing. And she's like, well, we're going to go there sooner than later. And I need to get out of here also because Jabri's mother is telling me that I don't dress modestly enough. And so grandma's like, yeah, Mahalo is an interesting, uh, she has some interesting values. And I'm like, oh, this is funny. So her daughter is more conservative than her. Mm-hmm. You can, I mean, obviously. And then yeah. she, but she says, but it is their house. So, you know, I you got to live by their rules. But the bigger story is what we get to next. And that's where Jabri is telling Miona, I got to go to Chicago, man. A producer wants to work with us. They want to make our big music video with Spaceman and david and whoever else is mm-hmm, in this band mm-hmm. and she's like i don't understand why they're acting like this would be some kind of fight she w- her bag is already packed she's never unpacked she would be on a plane with you to chicago this minute and she's acting like well if i go to chicago with you as a sacrifice then i get my beach wedding i'm like does she what? does she know what's in chicago I know. It's, it's it's just like going to New York or LA or something. There's a bunky yeah. meetup in Chicago. Need yeah. me say more. I exactly. mean. So it's she's. Oh, but- don't, don't mind us. Someone just decided <laughs> in the house to print. Do you hear that? <laughs> yeah, don't mind me. I'm just working. Go ahead and just print things to my office. It's fine. <laughs> Literally, you guys, nobody cares that Mary Payne and I have jobs in our houses. Can you believe this? They've never. Yeah, I can. I can. Because I will get someone coming to my door. I have no one home right now, but if there were, they'd be coming here and being like, do we have toaster strudels? It's still going. Yeah. While you're recording. It appears to be copies of uh, insurance cards. That that probably (laughs) could have waited. That probably could have waited. (laughs) Maybe not. Could be an emergency. So anyway, I know you guys are families. They really just, Mm. they really talk about giving zero fucks, Erica Jane. That's our families. Our families give zero fucks. No respect. No respect. How many did I give? Zero, zero, none. No respect for the art of podcasting. (laughs) None. I have headphones on and I'm speaking into a microphone and nobody even pretends like that is that's something they can't interrupt. Do you know what I mean? I would like yes. look at someone with headphones speaking into a microphone. I would never be like, hi, can I ask you something? <laughs> no, th- I would never cross that boundary. It's like they don't, zero fucks are given. Anyway, hopefully that got printed for them and everything's fine. Yeah, I'm glad we needed 12 copies of our insurance card. It's <laughs> important. It's going to go get some work done, apparently. All right. So Jabri tells Miona that they got to go. And it doesn't matter if she doesn't get along with David because that's her big problem. She goes, you know what? I hope he does start something. And then his true colors will show. And then we see a preview 
of the stupid ass fight next week where Spaceman in a full Station Eleven getup with a helmet and everything and a guitar strapped around him is trying to break up a fight between Jabri and David. And I'm like, I just live for that screenshot. That's what I'm living for. That moment. This whole thing is so fake. The two of them are fake. The whole storyline is is fake. It's all for the promotion of his band. I or her modeling career or whatever. And I am not here for it. Not at all. Mary Payne can barely even listen to these parts of the recaps. It is. It's really ridiculous. It truly is. So, oh God, you guys, let's talk about Emily and Kobe because they are a real couple. I mean, for all of the mess that they are (laughs) and for Emily being like one of the two most hated people on this season, Bilal Mm. being the other one. In Mm. fact, I don't know which one is more hated. I'd say Mm. for me, it's Bilal. But for a lot of people, it's Emily. <laughs> I don't know. Our bunky, our bunky Jess, mm-hmm. hates her so bad with a burning <laughs> <Jess>. passion. <laughs> she hates her so. I was like, I get it. I was like, I don't get it to the level that you are, but I understand because sometimes some of these people on this show spark something in us so deep that we don't even know why we hate we them do. like we do, but we just do. Yes. Yeah, like Bible Ben. I mean, I was like in a rage about him every week because he triggered something about like that weird youth pastor vibe mm-hmm. from my experience i was like i know that i know who this guy is like in his soul and so when you see someone who just triggers something you can't get over it you just can't so jessica we hear you we receive it mm-hmm. go on girl with your hatred of mm-hmm. emily feel yeah, free agree agree this week doesn't doesn't do her any favors emily um Wakes up in the morning with baby. I'm signed in today as baby COVID with a K, but it's baby Coben. (laughs) Baby Coben. And they go visit Kobe in his own separate bedroom downstairs. Because remember, there was no room in the inn for him. No room at the inn. He had Mm. to be turned away to go in the stables. And I wrote in my notes, I have never been more jealous of him. Because he gets his (laughs) own room. He doesn't even know how good he's got it. He doesn't even know how good he's got it. Because... He he truly does want to be a part of things. He's just meeting his son. It is magical. But when but when you're with that baby for a while, you're going to be like, if you get your own room at some point without the baby, mm-hmm. you're going to be staying up all night scrolling your phone on vacation. It'll be yes. your only vacation you've ever had. Yes. So he's not there yet, though. He he's not there yet. yet. Yeah. I know. I, I am, though, and I'm jealous. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, my baby's 12. Okay, so, all right, so she has she has no respect for him, though. She drags him into the bathroom, and she's like, here's the routine. You brush his teeth, you do this. And my only note for this is maybe this house only does have one bathroom. Because they marched upstairs. I'm like, is there no bathroom downstairs? Like, is this true? My The running question, is there only one bathroom? Because they go upstairs, and she tries to show him the routine. I don't know. And it's just... It's just whatever. She's she kind of just like barks orders at him, and I get the new mom thing, but she yeah. really needs to work on her communication. Yep, because she could be saying the same things, but in a different way that he would receive them a whole lot differently. We would all receive it a lot differently if she was. We, yes, yes. We would, we would all receive it differently. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So she's like, okay, I gotta go, nanny. So uh, I will be leaving you here with him, but she's not really leaving him there. With Kobe, Mm-mm. she's leaving baby Kobe in there with grandma. And then Kobe is going to be playing dad. He's going to be playing the role of dad today. Right. It's a Meanwhile, test. Gra- 
It's a test. Grandma is in the background just like, you've never seen Scoot and Panic. So scooty <laughs> and so panicky until you've seen this woman mimicking Mother Mary Payne. Because this is what I imagine Scoot and Panic looks like at all times. Like, she is just scooting around the kitchen. She is panicking. She is looking over Kobe's shoulder. She's, like, coming up with a tissue, wiping the baby's mouth every once in a while. Just like, oh, <laughs> he just has a little crumb there. <laughs> don't choke him. Don't choke him. Don't choke him. Like, yeah. Or don't let him choke. Don't let him choke, rather. Not don't choke him. Sorry, guys. Yeah. And yeah, I, I knew what you she, she is just losing it. And I'm like, oh, my God. I got to go back and talk about the car thing. Sorry. That was before. But... And then she does get a reason to really kind of get upset, though, because then he tries to feed him peanuts. And okay, he, yeah, which that, are which are called, which are ground nuts. Peanuts grow on the ground; they're ground yes. nuts. And so yeah, he calls yeah, them yeah. ground nuts from Cameroon, and he doesn't really understand why that would be dangerous or a problem or choking hazard, right? But Emily totally berates him once again, doesn't say it in any kind of understanding or even an explanation kind of way. She's just like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Like, you can't give us a ham. Ah!" Like, she just goes with that tone. And then grandma actually backs her up. being all panicky. Yeah. Grandma's like like, shaking her head like, God, what's wrong with him? I was like, okay. In his country, that. It's that's what they do, and and probably no baby has ever choked. And we are overprotective in this country, and and we learn a lot from this show how other countries do things. So yeah, it's okay. And I, he was like, I'm not going to try to let my son choke. Like, what are you talking about? I care about my son, but they just go so over the top instead of explaining to him like, oh hey, we can't give him that because it's too little. Look how little that is, and also we don't know if he has an allergy, so we have to. They could both of them. Could yeah. say it and they could just say it yeah. nicer. Say it nicer. Be speak kindly. Yes. <laughs> Try to. Try. Because Kobe Kobe is not happy about this. She, he's like, and this is in the car earlier when she won't let him drive. So I skipped that part, but he's Bitch. like, he's like, I'm not gonna let you drive. Not my car. Not with the baby in the back. No. And I thought, okay, I kind of get her point though. It is her car. Can she let him drive without on her insurance? In her car, like, is this, I never understand the driving situation of any of the 90 day people. Like, because sometimes you'll see Americans driving overseas, like in Uh the other person's car. Sometimes you'll see people here driving who have come over on a visa, who I'm sure don't have a license yet, but does their license in their country transfer? Like, I don't actually understand how this works. For insurance, the, the insurance follows the driver. So the if driver. I if I come to Wisconsin and drive your car and wreck it, it's on me. Even though oh. it's your it's your car. But your he insurance. probably doesn't have insurance. He has, no, and he doesn't have a license either. So I see her point, but she could have been like, okay, later on when we don't have the baby in car, I'll, I'll let you uh, drive the car around in a field. I'm an excellent driver on the driveway, Rain Man style. <laughs> but, like- but not but not right now when we're going into. She's trying to show him things around town. He needs to be in the passenger seat. So once again, she has a valid point. It's the delivery. It is. It is. I know. She's showing him around. Salina, by the way, I'm stopping saying Selena. I said it every single week because I would just read it in my notes. It's Salina. Salina. Thank you. Thank you, Bunkies from Kansas and around just the world who do that. Not me. (laughs) So she's showing him around Salina and he's like, okay, fine. But he tells the cameras, China Emily was sweeter. Like we had so much fun. And the Emily I'm seeing right now, nah, she changed a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, she 
She did because one, you didn't know her. So maybe she didn't even change a lot, but two, she has, because she has been a mom and a single mom, even though she's she's not on vacation. (laughs) She's not on vacation. Uh Uh-uh. This isn't vacation, Emily. This isn't China, Emily. Mm -mm. And you're not China, Kobe either. Mm -mm. Nope. Mm -mm. So anyway, it's whatever. I'm, Countdown is still on. I'm waiting to see when she finds out she's pregnant. (laughs) Like, I swear to God, we are just, that's all I'm thinking about. Every time I see them in a scene, I'm like, when is this going to happen? When's the family going to actually go crazy because they have this news? And so we know this for sure. Asuelu and what's her name times two. Because remember, the same thing happened. Yeah, but do we know this for sure? Kalani. I don't know. I don't know for sure. I'm guessing. But you've heard this rumor that you've heard this rumor or this is just a guess. I'm just guessing. I'm just, I'm literally just guessing. I have not heard a rumor. I'm really guessing that she is. Okay. That's my guess. Okay. okay. Yeah. I didn't know if that was like a thing that's out there, uh-uh. like other people it's being not. married or whatever. Okay. It's just, it's, it's, this is Aaron's theory of 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> this is not a reflection of Pink Shade LLC. This is my, my alone opinion. It's my okay. opinion. My opinion. So that brings us to the end of this episode, but I got to tell you, we do get a fight next week and um, it does involve a spaceman. So I guess, you know, we have that to look forward to. And it looks like I think Patrick and Jonathan, Patrick and John and Tice are back next week. So thank God for that. Theodore. Little Theodore, who gained a little ounce, apparently. I saw on his Mm -hmm. Instagram. The Instagram was like T E O is like Theodora. So anyway, it's that dog has not grown since we. (laughs) That wasn't puppy size. That was full size. That is a pocket puppy. That is is not supposed to. Yeah, be be an actual dog. No, it's yeah. Meanwhile, fluffy rat. Meanwhile, yep. Chewy, and I'll say this low so I don't oh, don't hurt his feelings. Yep. No, meanwhile, he's he's got a grooming appointment coming up in a couple of weeks. And I told Mary Payne just this past year he's he's transferred into the medium dog size, even though he's, he's not a puppy, he's not growing, but he's he's graduated to the medium dog haircut. Oh. And I was told I was told in very um with with a lot of equanimity and like in really sweet terms by my groomer. A couple times when we went in this past year, she's like, I think, you know, when you register next time, go ahead and register him under medium dog. And I'm like, okay. She's like, because he is on the higher end of his breed. And, you know, I think he's, and dogs do change through the year. And I'm like, okay, you know what? We know he's fat. We know that he's overweight. (laughs) We know what you're trying to say. You can lose 30 pound in one month. We know what you're trying to say, Dr. No. We'll register him for the big boy haircut. I, every time I say anything about one of the dogs, like Violet will eat all her food and then go try to eat gingers or vice versa. And I'll go, you can't do that, girl. You big fat baby. You come here, you big fat baby. And I give them like a, a snuggle, big fat baby girl, Violet. And then it's like, why are you body shaming the dog? She's going to get a complex. I was like, she doesn't speak English, even though I've tried. She can say walk and water. Play. Yeah. And no. Yeah, I don't. I don't want my dog to talk to me. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. not <laughs> being able to talk back to me. All right, Bunkies, we love you. We hope you had a great long weekend. Um, we'll be back with Patreon episodes later this week and a best of Patreon on the main feed. And Mary Payne, I hope you have a great afternoon. No code brown in my future. None. No code brown. Uh uh-uh, uh, only code blue. Code blue. You're on in. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. 
ไปสบายเบอร์46ิสฮีร์และสวิสออนไฟร์ที่ออนไลน์ออฟฟิเชียลสบายเบอร์พอดแคสต์และวิ่งเอฟเฟกต์ทวิสต์ทุกซีซั่นผู้ชนะของสบายเบอร์45ดีวายดาร์สจะมาช่วยเราทุกวันเราไปที่ข้างหลังของสถานการณ์ที่ใหญ่ที่สุดของเหตุการณ์ที่เกิดขึ้นและวิธีการที่ทำให้เกิดขึ้นและวิธีการที่ทำให้เกิดขึ้นและวิธีการที่ทำให้เกิดขึ้นและวิธีการที่ทำให้เกิดขึ้นและวิธีการที่ทำให้เกิดขึ้นและวิธีการที่ทำให้เกิดขึ้นและวิธีการที่ทำให้เกิดขึ้นและวิธีการที่ทำให้เกิดขึ้นและวิธีการที่ทำให้เกิดขึ้นและวิธีการที่ทำ